is up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Stay Tranquilo podcast, where we're here to help you stress a little bit less and enjoy a whole lot more. Uh, podcast is powered by Johnny Cuba. Uh, so if you need to get a Johnny Cuba, you know where to find it. Sedano's Presidente Supermarket um, and soon to be Winn-Dixie. But as we get into it, I'm here with uh, Rene Baraswain, the president and owner of Hyperfocus ROI. Um, the largest agency in the United States. And you, well, among, <laughs> among it's, it's uh, definitely top five largest agencies. Let's not, you know, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 too I, much. I thought the article that came out said the top top one. But so, uh, so is your podcast like just like one like shameless plug <laughs> about like Johnny Cuba? Is that, is that why it exists? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a shameless plug, but it's definitely a, a platform to help. Uh, promote you know, the, promote uh, the beer. beer. So, so then you know all the thirty-two listeners. Uh, the the th- thirty the thirty-six li- listeners know that I per- that I promote Johnny Cuba and right. that I'm an alcoholic. Got it. Got so it. Got it. Got the, it. Well, both listen, of those things are, are, a, are known. A functioning alcoholic. That's all you someone, need to be. Someone, at the end of the that's day. it. That's it. That's so uh, before we get into it, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about about you, kind of like your background, where you came from, you know, some of the companies that you've worked for. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, um, man. So, I'll just throw my age out there now. I'm 43 years old, just okay. so everybody knows. You didn't have to do that. So I couldn't let them guess. Yeah, I'm going to. So, I, I, <laughs> I went to, uh, so, you know, a little bit of background on me. Started off, um, you know, in college, I was I was a uh, accounting major originally. And then, as I was gearing through college, realizing that, I didn't want to sit behind a desk all day and push paper all day, which is kind of what I'm doing now, but in, in like a different <laughs> capacity, um, you know, ironically speaking. Um, but as I was going through uh, accounting, I ended up switching my major to international business and uh, marketing. And then out of college, started off my career at, at EMI Music, um, Capital Records Music, based out of Miami Beach. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's uh, EMI Latin, um, which is like the Latin acts within the Capital Records umbrella. Um, and then from there, went to Live Nation, where I oversaw and booked uh, all their Latin acts, did that for a couple of years, and then made my shift, you know, pivot to the world of uh, media. And, you know, I guess, I guess here I am, right? Um, from there, I, I started at uh, Univision, which, you know, everyone you know, here should probably know yeah. what Univision is. It's the world's largest Spanish it's an ice cream parlor across uh, Bird Road and uh, Sunnyside. It's right? the ice cream shop. Yeah, it, it's it, it's more of like a uh, dessert <laughs> shop, right? Yeah. Um, no, but I was there overseeing sales and marketing uh, at Univision for ten years, and then um, man, it's like you know when you're in corporate America, and, and we can talk about this later. We can talk about it now. How, yeah. However, you want to kind of go about it, you know, especially at a company like Univision, which I met some. Amazing people there, right? Of um, and, and some lifelong friends there, um, you know. But there's a lot of bureaucracy that comes with working at a large organization like you know Univision, um, and, and just a very corporate structured, non-startup type organization, right? Because from there I, I went to Facebook, so you know Facebook. When, is, did, when did Univision start? Man, uh, Univision's been around since 1962, at some capacity, right? Um, but they were mostly affiliate networks in local markets before it became national, right. and, and it became national, uh, more of a national brand in 1978. Shit, man, it, it's like, like the longest running show um, in the history of television, like continuously running show is uh, is um, Sábado Gigante, and it was on for 55 years. 
um, on Univision's airwaves in one iteration or another. So it, it's it's been around. And that forever. show was glo- was a global show or not? That national? show was a national show at Univision, but it was broadcast globally in other networks, you know, around the world. It's 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 it's, it's you know historically it's it's yeah. literally the longest running program wow. in the in the history of global television. That's crazy. Um, so, but you know, with that, you know, came a lot of and you know, it's funny because all of senior management and leadership at Univision is you know is white americans it's it's white you know good old boy americans and it's part of that club and it's part of that cycle and you know a part of that bureaucracy if i'm speaking transparently and you know this is something that's kind of you know um it's it's kind of frowned down upon amongst the ex-univisioners to kind of go off and badmouth and 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 it's not necessarily badmouthing them it's just you know i was tired of all of the you know red tape um and all of the you know, bureaucracy, again, to, to use that word, uh, I, I was kind of just, you know, tired of that, you know, continuous vicious cycle there. Um, and I was, man, I, I'm, and, and I'm still eight, eight classes or, or 24 credits short of getting my uh, accounting degree. So I was going to leave Univision and become a, a full-time student, do a semester and a half, get, get my accounting degree. And my uncle has an accounting firm. And I was going to go and, and, wor- and, and work under him and get, get my CPA and, and just go through that. Because in Miami, as you probably know, media gigs are not abundant, right? Um, so it, it's, it's one of those things to where if you want to stay in the industry, and, and I wasn't sure if I even wanted to. So I got the wheels in motion to get that process started um, while I was at Univision. And then Facebook approached me about an opportunity. This is in 2013. Uh, at this point, I had been at Univision for, for almost 10 years. Facebook approached me to oversee, start, lead their U.S. Hispanic uh, audiences and and media and marketing efforts, and build a team around it, and build the you know narrative around it, you know help the product team build what those audiences would look like within Facebook's walls. Yeah. Um, so that that opportunity came about while I was you know on the verge of, of resigning from Univision, anyways. Um, so I took that opportunity and like the rest is history. It sucked me back into the fucking warped <laughs> life of, of a, you know, media executive. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, and then from there overseeing the, the U S Hispanic, which eventually became multicultural audiences because we, because we, because we released African-American affinity audiences and Asian American affinity audiences for brands to speak to those consumers. Right. Um, which, assuming all of that's pretty much changed drastically that's, since then. Yeah, that's that's been deprecated. Yeah, that that's been deprecated completely. Um, now you can target based off of language. That's it. But those audiences, because right, because I mean, imagine like once like organizations like the ACLU and and, and all those, you know, you know more left wing. You know, I, you know, I hate to bring you know, no, you know politics yeah, into it, it, but it's the truth. Yeah. But um, you know, when those organizations and shit, man, I I, I spent man, I, I was in front of a board of ACLU members. I was trained by all of our corporate attorneys at Facebook to get in front of them to defend those audiences and, and the integrity of those audiences, right? And the way that Facebook identifies, like, like for a marketer, this is from 2013 to 2017 before they became deprecated, and I went on to do something else at, at Facebook. Did um, they already have that in hindsight, though, that they knew that those audiences were kind of, like, at, at risk of not, not like not existing or was that not even like a topic of discussion it wasn't a topic of discussion at first because the same way like why should a verizon or a mcdonald's or a ford motor company right why should they be able to advertise 
on Univision to reach Hispanic audiences to move their business, but not be able to target those same audience members on Facebook. I yeah. think that it's their right to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. And as long as you're not an organization, right, because where it gets a little bit dicey is when you have an organization like, let's just, let, let's say it's, it's uh, Chase Home Loans, right? Uh, Chase Home Loans or, or, or it's Caliber Mortgages or, or it's, or, or it's, um, or it's, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage, right? Like, you know, one of those loan companies, right? When you're, when you're talking about, you know, those loan companies, for better or for worse, they know that, you know, a lot of Hispanics, because it's in the data, a lot of Hispanics are unable to, um, are, are not qualified for a number of different reasons, right? Just financially, like, yeah. you know, credit, right? So what they were doing, and this is kind of like how, how it became a problem, because you know how you can do exclusion marketing on, on Facebook, Instagram, and, and even on Google and, and other platforms. Yeah. Like, like you can exclude audiences. So they were excluding Hispanics, and that is discriminatory in practice, right? Of course. So it became sensitive within like financial services um, and, 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 and within credit and within housing and certain subcategories and categories, it became discriminatory. So the first step was, okay, within those, those categories, if they're registered as an advertiser on Facebook or on Instagram and they fall within these categories, um, they are unable to utilize those audiences for any purpose, right? So we kind of took that away from, from them, but we still had for a couple of years, like our bread and butter advertisers, right? Like, you know, again, you know, Verizon, McDonald's, yeah. um, Ford, Ford, Ford Motor Company, et cetera, um, T-Mobile. So you still had them kind of playing and, and using those audiences until just it, you know, at Facebook, we were driving a business that was like, we did, I think, in, in our first year, and just to give you perspective, right, you know, you, you know, Univision has 3,500 employees. We, I built a team of 12 of us overseeing all these efforts, and, um, and we did our first year 50 million, second year 100 million against these audiences alone. Um, that was 2014, 2015, 2016. We did 250 million, and then our last year 350 million before they deprecated these audiences. And I say this because our, our team of 18, we were doing 35% of what a team of 3,500 people and all of that overhead was, was, was doing. It was and is still yeah. doing. I mean, they're, they're still an, an, an empire. Granted, they've, 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 they've lost um, a lot of their market share to Telemundo and to other companies like Google, Facebook, now Amazon, that, that, that they're doing yeah. Spanish language. I'm putting a priority on that, which I heard at Facebook that it's kind of coming back in another iteration. Um, I feel like you can never count Facebook out of the game though. Like, yeah, you can't. They'll figure a way. They will, but here, but here's the thing. For Facebook, a $350 million US Hispanic and multicultural oh, targeting yeah, bucket, it's a that. drop in the fucking bucket. Yeah. So, you know, Cheryl and Mark and team, you know, they they see that and, and they say, man, $350 and, and $50 million, is it I mean, really not worth, worth a fucking that. headache? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of, so they kind of, um, you know, eliminated that. We'll see if it comes back. I was I was told by a few of my ex colleagues at, at Facebook that you know it yeah. was coming back. Um, and then, like in the in the sphere of you know, kind of career path, yeah. right? From Facebook, you know, I, after the first three years of building that team, and I, I wouldn't say building it for no reason because I learned a ton and, and I made a ton of contacts and, and I got to travel the the you know country. Shit, I, I was burning you know one hundred thirty thousand miles of you know a year. Um, you know, and, and I was exhausted. But from there, um, I went on to lead the uh, streaming team, which is 
overseeing the, the uh, business units within the streaming category and subcategories like like Netflix, HBO, Showtime, um, Spotify, etc. Yeah. So I, I was seeing that, and, and you know, my my task in large part was driving incremental revenue from those companies to spend money on Facebook. to spend money on Facebook and on Instagram and figuring out you know creative ways to shift dollars from other platforms that they were playing in into it Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, you know, and, and, and whatever other, you know, avenues within that uh, platform. So, right. so yeah, and then from there, you know, ventured into where <laughs> I met you. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, that's where uh, you kind of, uh, you know, enter into the scene, Andre. Exactly. Um, and yeah, hyperfocus ROI was born, and, and hyperfocus ROI was born with a lot of different iterations and a lot of failing along the way, and a lot of. Listen, man, it, it's like, um, you know, at Facebook, it's it was it, it was, you know, it was move fast and don't be afraid of failing. Like that's like the gist, you know. And, and yeah, I yeah. think that we kind of adopted that, and and we, you know, we fucking struck out. We've 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 struck out a ton of times, but I, I think that we've also made a lot of well, great strides. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it, and just to give a little bit of context, Hyperfocus ROI was the agency that that he started, and then I kind of came on board there, and that's kind of where where I am now as well. Um, but I mean, it started with like the the realty thing, where we were going to like uh, to different offices, and we were doing pitches at those offices, trying to sell in realtors to realtors on this idea that we had which which i, I still know. think i still think has a chance <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing with you that that i that i that i that i love about you you're like eternal optimist um no but i mean the the reality is though like going to kind of like what you what you were touching on was like when you start a business it takes you having to go out there and grind and and kind of just like put yourself out there and because if you don't put yourself out there you don't you don't give yourself a chance right you don't even have a fighting chance and, and that was, like, the beginning of it. I mean, we were literally going out there. And now, I mean, it's it's starting to, like, refine itself in terms of, like, finding business and, and making things happen. But essentially, in the beginning, it was, like, literally us having to, like, go out there, like, cold, not cold calling, but a version of cold calling where you're, like, literally going out there being, like, hey, is it cool if, like, we go and do this presentation? Like, we're offering this. Yeah, sure. And then to go in there and, like, not get any anything out of it. Listen, sales is a sales is the most demeaning and morale killing um, occupation that a person can have. But it, but it, but it, but think about it. It applies towards it applies towards everything though, because here you are starting a business and you need to ha- you need to be able to sell your business. Yeah, you know, and your services that you offer. So your component of like being a salesman in another life. It helps when you're selling a product like Facebook. Yeah. If you just close your eyes and be like, hey, I'm selling this. That's, and everyone's gonna... that's the thing with Facebook also. It's like... When you're selling hyper-focus ROI, they'll be like, who the hell is hyper-focus bit, Well, ROI? you have to sell it in the lens of like figuring out creative ways of... Exactly. Know, I was at Facebook. You know, our team is... is is You know, we have a number of ex-Facebookers. Yeah. We don't, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that's our uh, ploy all the time. That's kind of our, our like, you know, approach. But it's like, at Facebook, everyone's gonna... Like, man, it's like all of my... Like, when I was at Univision... Man, I shifted a lot of dollars from Univision to Facebook. A lot of dollars, and because I had the ammunition, I had Facebook, the, the brand name of Facebook, to get inside all you know, to go and open the doors to all these all my previous agencies and and advertising clients. Yeah, um, which were a lot, 
but it opened the doors to the ones that I didn't know because you send an email from from Facebook, hey, like you know, we're launching all these new audiences. We know that you, that you're spending within the you know Hispanic audience right. across you know Univision, Telemundo, etc. We have better solutions. We have higher scale. We can reach more people. We can do it more efficiently. They're going to listen to you every single time. Yeah. So that opened a lot of doors. Fortunately, and a lot of the clients that we have at Hyperfocus ROI are from my previous yeah life. All, pretty much I would say ninety percent are through connections from from a previous life. But then, but that, I feel like I mean everything, everything in life is like yeah the people you know the connections that you've had and they at least open the door towards towards that that opportunity. I mean I, I right now like I wouldn't even be doing this if it wasn't for like the connections and the network yeah that that that's existed. So I think. And all in all, it could be a it could have been a complete shit show, right? Like your past life. I'm not saying it was, but at the uh, at some the, some, <laughs> some some elements of but, a but shit at, show but, is for sure, right? But at the, let's say at the worst, it's a complete shit show. At the at the least, you got connections that you know cat, catapulted you to at least have an opportunity to do yeah. what, what what you're doing today. So at the least, you can get that, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, part of part of all that, you know, you obviously worked for large companies like Facebook. Univision, two really large companies. Say, now, say that again. Say, say uh, Univision again. Uni Univision. That's close. Is that good? Okay, that's possible. Or do you want me to say Uni Univision? No, you right? can say uh, Univision. Univision. Yeah, but, you can, that but, that, but, but that's not how you said it the first time. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm three beers in, so maybe okay. that's why. But you worked for both of those companies. <laughs> and then uh, now, uh, obviously, you started an agency. You're an entrepreneur. Like, what are some of the pros and cons of, you know, working in corporate America versus being, a, you know, I guess, an entrepreneur and starting kind of your, your own thing? Look, man. I because it's not only like you worked for corporate America. I mean, you worked for one of the largest companies in the United States. Yeah, listen, like, like when I started, like, so why don't we do it like this, right? Like, let's do it this way. Instead of pros and cons, like, let's do it with, like, maybe it's like a, it's like a what, like, what have I learned over the last three years? I'm done for that. Right. Um, because that's going to, I think, inherently, bring organically out bring out some, okay. some, some pros and cons. Okay. Um, and, and by the way, like when I started at Facebook, and, and it's all like, this is like, this is just me going off on like a small little tangent here, because you were talking about Facebook being this huge um, organization. I was employee number, number 2,800. And, and, and when I left Which there, now they have what? They have like 65,000 employees, yeah. right? So when I left there, they, they were at 50... 5,000, right? So I, I was there, like, there's a little portal at Facebook as an employee that you can kind of click on and check it, and it, it tells you, you you have been at Facebook longer than X percentage of other employees. When I left, it was, I, I had been there longer than 98% of other people, and I was only there for five years. That's crazy. Right? Um, shit, man, like, when I left Univision 10 years, everybody's there for 15, 20, man. I, I yeah. know people who are still there, have been there for 30 years. Um so it, it's, um, you know, that's like when I left after 10 years, it's like only 10 years I, I Univision. And when people at Facebook, like the life, ex like the life expectancy of somebody at Facebook is like 4.2 years. Like people don't last here longer because, and it's not because they, it's just, it's a grind. And the bigger a company gets, the more silos, the more politics get involved, the longer it takes. Like I got there and had a startup feel, um, yeah, and you can get shit done, and you can be blue collar, and, and you can move the ball forward. But like five years—that's that's pretty fast acceleration too of growth. It's fast acceleration. It's 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 acceleration to the point where it's tough to navigate the organization because now you it's it's a lot more vertical teams. It's you know, it's you know a lot more cross functional collaboration across you know horizontally across the organization, right? 
So that becomes, you know, extremely challenging. And then it's, you know, you have a company like Facebook, they hire some really smart people, yeah. like smart people across who every are industry. very qualified across every industry. And the people on my team, when I left, you know, you had, they were, I think, you know, median age was 23, 24, 25. I had a team of seven people um, and they were all young. And they, and it's not like I had been there for four years. So when I started managing them, it was one of those things where they wanted to take over the world and they were running at a, at a pace where I just ran out of gas. Yeah, You know, I just ran out of gas and, and I just hit a wall. And then, you know, ultimately, like, they wanted me to move to New York and, and I wanted to stay here in Miami, right? right. Um, so, yeah, and then when the, when I started Hyperflow, look, I can tell you this, man, it's like, You start off with the like, and and there are days and you see these these days because you're in the I'm 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 with you fifty hours a week and it <laughs> fucking drives me crazy. But here we are, right? Well, maybe maybe that's the downfall of hyperfocus. Maybe that's a, so. What have I learned? Um, look, I've learned something, man, and it's like and and it's actually like fitting, right? Because I read something from Gary Vaynerchuk today um, on his LinkedIn um, on his LinkedIn status, and yeah, it said something to the effect of. You know, you have to, like, I, I've learned that you have to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, surround yourself with people who are not toxic, right? And you have to surround yourself with, with like, you know, and, and, and not take yourself too seriously. And that's something that I, I, I've never taken myself very seriously. Yeah. I try not to. I try to take things and situations seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously because I, I, my opinion of people who do is that they come across as being stiff and and, and it's and yeah. and and un, um and unapproachable, right? And you know, sometimes it's hard to like get rid of that baggage, right? Um, when people come in, um, and and Gary Vaynerchuk's quote is like, you know, like if there are people within your organization who are giving off a toxic attitude or are toxic, like you, like. Like it behooves you, even even if they're fucking gangster ballers, right? Right. Even if they're really good at what they do, right? Like distance yourself from them, and that's they sh- and you know, and that's you know, I've I've learned that for sure, and I I try to surround myself, and now you know you know bring in you know a couple of new people onto the team, surround myself with people who are like minded, and that's hard to get. I mean, shit, man, like like in this last wave of of, of interviews, how many people did I interview? Like for, 12, 11 people, yeah. Something like that. And I found two who were qualified. And, you know, qualified and aligned with kind of like what you envisioned in working with what I envisioned like a personality in standpoint. Uh, yeah. And, and now we have other, you know, things in the works that are, you know, somewhat confidential that, that we that, that we can't really talk about right. right now. But, you know, exciting things. Right. Exactly. That, you know, it gives it gives it a little bit of like more drive and incentive to be doing what, what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, it gives us. But there are days that feel ho- hopeless. And there are days where you're like, where you're high fiving, man, because you just close something big, yeah. you know. So or ringing the bell, or or ringing the bell, which which we need to do more of. Yeah. That I can tell you that. Yeah, the the, the bell's getting a little bit of dust on it. it. It's, <laughs> it's getting a little bit of, of, of dust on it. Um, so we need to take care of that. Um, but you know, but we have things coming down. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like you know, I've learned that it's hard. Um, I've learned that it's that it's that it's really hard. I mean, you. I mean, you, I mean, you find yourself. I'm, you know, I'm the payroll guy. I'm the. Right. You wear multiple hats. I'm the operational guy. I'm the new biz guy, and you know, obviously, like, you, like, like, you know, you guys obviously have done an, an an amazing job of coming in and taking on more of a leadership role, and yeah, 
and putting on like you know our big boy pants because we all because we all have to. Um, but yeah, it's 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 completely different, man. And th- and there are days where I just want to either crawl into a rock or just ju- just give up completely. And then th- and yeah. then there are days where I where I see optimism, man. Like you know, it's nothing to balk at that we've grown, that we more than doubled first year to second year, went up another 40, 50 percent um, year over year, 2021 to 2020. And this year, man, like, like I, I think that that we're gonna get to a place where where we're gonna be in a in a very good place revenue wise. For me, it's not you know I I've also realized something, and this is more like in the last year. It's like, it's not necessarily all about the money. Like that's not like listen, yeah. money's great. And you see my style, and I think that it doesn't align with other people's vision. I guess you know, but like, I I see I've worked with some money hungry people that that's all that, that, that they're in business to do. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, you know, we're not a non-for-profit charity, so we no, have to, you got to make money. So we have to make money and that's great. But if I have a client that's spending a good amount of money with us and they come to me for a project that they only have a certain budget for, and we're making a ton of revenue off it. So it like I don't mind breaking even on that one project or taking a small loss on that to help them on certain efforts because I know that if, that it's going to come back and it, and it's and it's going to pay for it uh, later. And like we've had this conversation before where it's like, you know, sometimes sometimes I might even I, I I like to give more than I get. Right. Right? And to quote the great Carlos Soria, come, come. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I I wasn't expecting Carlos Soria's name to, to be um, uh, to be dropped into this podcast, yeah. but to quote him, like coming from a place of like abundance, right? Um, and a lot of people look at that and they don't think that that's ROI positive. But it always, but it always comes back. I mean, time and time again, you hear the people though, like giving is like the best form of like getting essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, because the more you give. The universe decides to give you twofold because why? The more you give, it's going to return so that you can continue to give. Because yeah. if you don't give and you don't get, then you can't give. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think the, the concept makes sense when you really think about why giving. But but then the people that don't want to give, it's stagnant, right? So yeah. they're, not, they're not getting anything because they're not willing to give anything. Yeah. So it, it makes sense in my eyes. No, it does. And you're thinking about it the right way because it, it's... I, I was I was about to say that the people who don't think that that's ROI positive, they're not thinking about it the right, right way. Like the way that you just described it is exactly the way that I kind of think about it. Yeah. I, I just, you know, and and there are times where you might not see returns for a while on those different, yeah, you know, offerings of you know givings, and there are times where you might not even see a return. Period. Yeah, and that's a chance that that you know you, you, you yeah. kind of take. Um, so that that's kind of. That's that's my philosophy and my vision um, behind it, and there are also times where you say, you know, Renee, like, I think that there's that you're passing that giving threshold, and you keep me on, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah, there yeah. are times where yeah, yeah, where sure. you think that I'm, you know, pulling my fucking pants down for and just sure. letting them rail me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where I I, I need to be kept honest some yeah. some sometimes because left because left to my own devices. Yeah, no, no, sure. You know? Yeah, at that point you're hurting yourself more than helping yourself. Right, right. Oh, I mean, I, I I think you hit a good point too because like, yeah, there is good, there is a possibility that like you don't hit at all, right? Like you take that chance and like you don't get anything out of it, even though you tried and you try to make something out of it. You gave your time, 
you gave your money, you gave your effort, right? All of that, you know, it's still a version of giving at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be monetary as a, as a form of giving, right? Your time, your effort, all that um, counts towards uh, an aspect of giving, right? And sometimes you don't get a return. But one thing that I, at least I know that I've learned from all of this, right? Like, because I could have taken a completely different route. You know, I could have said, fuck it, I'm going to just go work a fucking job. You know, I got my degree in something else and maybe I've taken a route that way, right? There's a million other things that I that I could have done, but something that was always important to me was my time and, and kind of having flexibility and, and, yeah. and, you know, building a life more like on my terms rather than some on, on someone else's terms. Like I, to me, I've, I've, since college, that was something that was always important to me, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't know, my, my mind and my perspective changed on things. Cause I never thought that way. Um, coming from like a pretty traditional household where it's like, Hey, you go to school, yeah. you get a job and you move on. But you know, based off of what happened in my life, I've kind of been forced to think a certain way and, and, and had a lot of time to think. And, you know, to me, it was always important to like delegate life kind of like on, on my terms essentially. And, and, and having a little bit more flexibility to do those things, but taking that route is not necessarily the easiest route, right? It's not, it may sound nice on paper. And one of those things that, that, that kind of came from that was, well, I, I, I think that taking that route, first of all, it's, it's it's liberating and, and I yeah. and and I respect you for it, but it also comes with a like you like you have to be a different like more responsible breed because yeah. that's that's autonomy that I never got right like I I was always at the nine to five yeah. you know at Live Nation at Univision at at Facebook was you it, it, it's it's a little bit different in terms of like you know I did have a lot more autonomy yeah. and I wasn't as micromanaged but right like I you know I think that you. That 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 you do have that kind of autonomy, but you have to be on top of all your shit. Of course, if yeah. you're gonna make your own schedule. Which, exactly. I mean, yeah, people are. people not, ha- not everybody can do that. Yeah, I mean, people have the misconception that oh, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you can go do whatever you want, and it's just like flying opposite. colors. It's opposite. a complete opposite. You're yeah. putting a lot more time and effort. There's a lot more pressure on you, right? Because what you put is what you get. You know, yeah. there's no one else kind of like doing that for you. Um, so, but the the biggest thing to me is like the aspect of like the patience, right? Because when you get a taste of it, you think it's it's coming and you want it, and then it you know it's not getting there as like fast as, as you want. So you know w- with multiple different things, I, I I think to me the hardest part is more like the patience more than anything because anybody can put in the time, anybody can put in the effort, you know the work, yeah. all that, right? I mean if you have a solid work ethic, I mean you're gonna go far. Anybody can, but not everybody does. Right, exactly. Right. So, right. um, but the one, but again, anybody can. The thing is, everyone everyone can do it, right? And a lot of people will start it, but will people finish it? That's the question. Right? It's it's like the consistency portion. To me, that's the fucking, can you withstand and withstand and withstand and withstand and be patient enough to pro- hopefully reap the benefits of doing yeah. what you did, right? Yeah. To me, that's the hardest thing. Because starting, when you start anything, it's it's motivating, right? You feel good. It's fresh. It's new. You start a new job. You start a new relationship, whatever it is, like, you know, everything's always good in the beginning. But then shit gets hard. But then shit fucking gets hard. That shit gets real. Exactly. And the majority of people bail. It's just too hard for them. Exactly. Because people like like to take the easiest path. And, and yeah. to me, that's what separates. And that's, to me, the hardest part. It's the consistency and and withstanding the the the, the time. Because there is no, t- you, you don't know when the time clock is. It could fucking happen one day to the next. But you're but never you done. But, you, but, but you're, you're never. No, really you're done. never done. That's true. That that yeah. that's for sure. I mean, even when you're done, you're mm-hmm. not done. 
Make sure it creates a new element. So it's like, but it, are you continuing? Yeah. Are you pushing the ball forward with those those efforts? But sometimes you have to also know when to quit too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like it is. It is. You have to know. Life's a big piece of shit. I think. I think that, that, yeah, that way. it really is. I mean, but I, so. I, I think at the end of the day, though, it comes down to like you got to listen to yourself, and if you're just fucking miserable, just end whatever it is what you're doing. Yeah. I think our minds and our bodies do a good job of being like, dude, of of, of informing us, informing us, like, dude. All right. All right so does that mean that I can just get up and fucking walk <laughs> away? Now, like, is that the time? Right now? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna walk out the door. Oh yeah. Like, that's go. the time. I'm glad we had a little sabbatical. Now. We did, we did. We did, we did. <laughs> um, but obviously, another component, like, uh, you know, obviously you, you mentioned the, you know, the corporate life versus like kind of like the tra- non-traditional way of starting something of your own. Um, but something that you said was like keeping things light and, and kind of like, um, you know, not taking things so seriously, which I think that's something in the work environment that we've done a good job. Um what are some of the things that, that you think are, like, good habits that like, kind of keep things light in the office? Like, things that, that, I don't know, that people could do to kind of create a more, like, you know, balanced and fun work environment. Do, do you like my socks? I do like your socks. I did see yeah, that. Right? The, the little, little golf, like, golf ball golf, things. Golf, golf little uh, golf yeah. flags there. Um, well, listen, I mean, I... I think that you know... I know what it is, but I want, I, want you, I, want you to, I want you to tell them what That you go do. on. <laughs> All right. So... Some of the things, so I mean, do you want to just like mention some of the like yeah, things? Yeah, high level overview. So this, and, and and things are getting a little bit heated, and it's to the point of it being dangerous at, yeah, at the office it's, now. It's creating some turmoil in uh, the office. It's creating a little bit of a turmoil there, but um, you know, essentially, I walk into the office about what like two months ago, and um, and probably more at this point. I feel like this has been going like on for three, a while, like three months. But but yeah. things are escalating, right? They. So these guys grab a Bluetooth speaker, all right? <laughs> uh, so I, I'll, like, like before I even bring that part up, it's we had been complaining a couple months True. prior to that. Yes, good context. About how there are certain noises in the walls, and, 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 and I still hear them. I, I still hear them right? too, but now I don't know if they're real or not. <laughs> so there are certain noises in the walls, and it's like a tick, tick, tock, tick, 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 tock. Yeah, it sounds like a little it mouse. It sounds like it's a little rat. Like a, in, the, in the roof. Like a little mouse. So then... These guys, I get to the office one morning, and this morning, man, like the rat was was going off, man, and I and, and I was hearing tick 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 tick. I'm like, holy shit! And apparently, these guys it's like similar to this roof. It's like the one. It's like you similar have like to a little, this. Yeah, you, know, you can punch it open and, and kind of see what's. So these guys put a fucking Bluetooth speaker and connected it to their phone right above my head, and they started putting mice noises, and it es- and and it escalated from mice noises. To like little haunted noises. Yeah, we started with um, that, but to the point that he ca- he called the, he the, called the, the landlord animal. and was like, "I think we have a rat problem." And then she's like, "Calling an exterminator right now." And me and 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 Lucas, who's the other guy in the office, are here looking at each other like, "Shit, dude!" Like they're calling an exterminator. That's us. We're making those noises. <laughs> so that's when they finally told me that it was happening. Which I think that they still sent the uh, exterminator just in case. Um, well, yeah, there, there actually still that, might be a mouse in there. But that started that that yeah, that just of, started like the whole pranks in the office. Yeah, so that's so that kind of catapulted um, in the office to where, to where man, it's like I, I was just nobody's safe. It's, it's like bad. we all walk around with our with our with our you know yeti cups and um, yeah, these I guys mean, put and this is kind of already like like pa- like 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 you guys passed it a little bit on this one because it was <laughs> yeah this one this I one was took, overboard. I took a big fat swig and expecting water and, and you guys know how there's nothing more fucking annoying than taking a swig of your cup thinking 
that it's going to be something and then it turns out to be something else. That's that element of yeah. surprise. Like like sipping right? a cup of water and it's just straight vodka. That element like. of surprise. I did it once to my daughter with Sprite and water. This is like when she was four or five That's years abuse. old. That's abuse. She's 10 years old now and she hates Sprite and she doesn't stop and, and, and she doesn't stop telling me about it. <laughs> um, but I take a big fat swig, man. It was they put we, we got like a I, but, but I'm talking I took a really yeah, like I took a an aggressive gulp, water a like thirsty, water chug a thirsty gulp but it was like a it, it was it, it was like was, a whey protein it was milkshake. a banana yogurt it's protein, yeah. Thick, thick, <laughs> thick a, a liquid. A banana yogurt liquid that was fucking expired <laughs> by a month. All right? And I spit it out. Man. I, bro, I look like I had oh, semen man. coming out of my mouth. Yeah, 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 no, All right? It was, it was I, like, I realized what happened, and I was like, oh, that looks terrible. No, it was, <laughs> that looks awful. And, then, and these are things that, I mean, you so, guys yeah, have to record. I mean, like, you we guys, do. We have to do a better job documenting yeah. this. I mean, now, now what happened? No, nah, we're just seeing, no. like, 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 what's it's a cold cooler, right? Yeah, it is. What I don't is know, it? Does it work? I don't Does this work? Yeah. Um, so, offer show. I mean, now, yeah, now we do, like, we've put hot sauce in the, in the, um, in the water. Right. This guy got Altoids and put a bunch <laughs> in my water. And I take a sip because you don't see them because it's like buried on the ice. So I take a sip um, and it just minty, tastes super minty. A minty sip. And then I was forced to throw all my ice out and like literally clean it because the taste wouldn't go away. Um, then he brought an air horn to the office and any opportunity where someone goes to the bathroom where they're hiding behind, we blow the air yeah. horn. And and that, oh, it's and to that, the point. Oh, the that, Facebook status. And thing? then we got into like, if you leave your computer unattended, changing Facebook status of others. We'll put like, do, you want, do, you want, do you want me to read a, yeah, a couple read, of different read, statuses? Read the one that we put to Lucas the other day. Okay. We have a truce. Like if you're going to go get food for us or you're doing something for the office, you're, then everything's untouched. But like if you go to the bathroom or you take a phone call downstairs or a meeting like, and you left your computer or you left your phone open, like it's it's fair game. So no yesterday, one's, no Luke, one's safe. Lucas went to lunch, but he wasn't getting us lunch, yeah. so it, it wasn't part of the, of the truth. He just went to, he went to lunch with uh, and his one of the status, guys here. His status for about two hours on, 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 on Facebook was, life is good, dance a lot, laugh often, life is too short not to be hashtag blessed. <laughs> cheers to the good life, little sun and emoji. And a bunch of emojis. Little uh, cheers champagne emojis and little dancing woman emojis. Yeah, and usually, usually like we we'll go, like go to the bathroom and we'll check to see like if someone did something if we like see we fucked up and we left our computer open. But I don't know. One day these guys got me. I don't know where I went or what I did, but it didn't even cross my mind that they got into my computer. Well, we got you for twenty four hours. They got me for a full twenty four hours, and the way I find I would have never even known. The way I find out, I'm logging into to Facebook to check something, and I get a notification, uh, blah blah blah, liked your Facebook status, and I'm like, oh no, dude. <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, I haven't even left my computer today. How could they have gotten in there? And then I see when it was. It was 26 hours ago. And I'm like, damn, bro, I've had this on there for a full day. I had like four people like it. I'm like, god damn and it. We'll, and, 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 it was and like we'll one of those like that. generic, like too blessed to be stressed or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that definitely keeps keeps uh, keeps things light there. Um, also, we do our, our sports betting, so I wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, what is one of the best bets you've made in the betting world um in terms of like you know winning man i i don't uh well first of all we suck at it i don't let's, know about you man start, the doulos the doulos did good doulos definitely did did uh good um man you know came up at top at the end and won 40 bucks i'll take that all day 
<laughs> Man, I would say it's like I, I I'm not a really like like I gamble. I gamble often. No, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, I'll I'll put you know on a Super Bowl. I'll put a hundred bucks every Super Bowl. That that's like my like big money tradition. Right. Um, you know, I think that, man, I think that, like, the biggest bet that I've ever won, and this is not even, like, but I did Tampa Bay under, Tampa Bay Moneyline and the under in last year's Super Bowl. Oh, man. Uh, and, and they were six-point dogs. Who did, they, who did they play again? They played the Chiefs. The Chiefs, that's right. Damn, they, they were the six-point underdogs They were six-point dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people went, went Chiefs. Everyone thought that, they remember that, like, that was the time when Tampa kind of, like, Stumbled into the playoffs. Yeah, true. As true, they didn't even win the division as a nine and seven team. Yeah, they didn't. And then they got hot uh, in the playoffs, and Kansas City was just steamrolling everybody. Yeah. So everyone thought, and I I don't know why I even did this, um, but everyone thought that. um, So that was like my own like with the like with the Univision pool that I kind of do like my ex uh, Univision colleagues. I I did KC giving up six. That never had a chance. I mean, Tampa Bay uh, steamrolled. They killed them. So, you know, that, that was... That was nice. And that was 100 bucks, I think, to win, like, 350 four, 400 bucks. So, Solid. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's um, you know, I, I, I dabble in the, in the yard of... Uh, uh, of gambling. Of uh, gambling. Not, not, not very successfully. Yeah, I, I mean, say. when I was never, I was never a gambler, like, at all. Like, didn't even, eh, you know, like, I always was entertained by the conversations, but I never, I never put money into it. But when that Hard Rock Sportsbook app opened up, yeah, oof, that, that, that was, was dangerous. I caught myself like on a Wednesday betting on an NBA game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, shit, bro. Dude, I was fucking parlaying Providence against. But uh, that was the thing. I was doing some crazy like twelve game parlays where it was like those five dollars to win like nine hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, you know what? Whatever. What's the worst that happens? I lose five bucks. Like you know, like it was. It was. I was like, but man. they 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 made it just too easy. They they made it too easy, and then it's like after like the you know eight o'clock games on like a Saturday for a college football. It's like let's see if uh, Hawaii's playing right now, and like, <laughs> you have to like go back and like you know figure out. Um, oh, I would I would just open the app for whatever reason, and I would see like a live bet going on, and it was yeah. like plus five thousand odds. Uh, UNC is down by like seven with three minutes left. You're like, and I'm like, a comeback. Uh, I'll come back from that. End up losing by seventeen. I'm like, bro, why did I do yeah, that? Yeah, I pl- you know, for, <laughs> listen, because I have biggest plus seven thousand is a fantastic value. Exactly. That's exactly. Why. So that's why. Yeah, I hope he comes back. I don't know where they're netting out in the whole like suing the Indians and. Um. Yeah, that's something that that's going to be. I, I mean, that's that's going to be a process. But. I don't understand. Like it's it's legal in New York. It's legal in all these states. Like why wouldn't Florida just? Why don't they just say let's do it? Because is it because of the whole strictly the Indian situation in the gambling? The Seminole tribe of right because it's it's, yeah, it's, Sem- it's yeah, the yeah. Seminole tribe of uh, Florida. They they don't want to like they don't want to give up that that monopoly. If if the Seminole tribe of, of Florida wanted to, but do uh, they have complete control of gambling in general in the state of Florida? They have complete control of, of gambling. Wow. Right now, Oof. Um, in Florida, they have. Um, and then when it comes to, to sports gambling, they have complete control, but it has to happen in the right in, in the, on the reservation. Yeah. And the thing with that, if the Seminole Tribe of Florida wanted to open it up to competition, like FanDuel and DraftKings, to be able to place those bets, because right now within FanDuel DraftKings, you can only bet fantasy games, right? Right. In Florida. Yeah. Um, if they wanted to open it up, they could, but they but they don't want to give up. They don't want to risk giving up that monopoly yeah. over them, I mean, right? It's because a billion dollar industry right now, and that's the thing. They have such a head start now with millions of users that I think that they'd be fine with competition. But for them, it's like all or nothing. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, I listen. It sucks because 
you know, I, I was I was quite enjoying that. Yeah, no, I was too. That app, um, but thing, like you know, insane bets like betting on Morikawa while planning on the Heat on winning right, and like right, just right random combos of the seven different sports going but on. But a was amazing. part of me, a, a part of me is happy that I have that like, um, you know, having a bookie also makes it a little bit more of a mission, a little bit more difficult. Right. It's where you contemplate it. Before, you would just throw $10, like man, it was nothing. It was, it was like becoming a problem. Yeah. It was, it was I kind of wanted problem. to come back. I know. I, I, I wanted to come back, and I don't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, because now, you know, it, it, it kind of gives you some guardrails, the whole having a boogie thing and not yeah. having you such see, but You see, that ever since I went away, never, never put a yeah, bet again. It's true. True, but well, we'll you have, but it was through me, right? Through you, through you. And, and, and it makes it a little bit more like, like easier. Like if right. I had a bookie accessible, then it could be a very different situation. It's, it's not like you, like I, I, I try to keep it yeah. tame, yeah. you know. Um, all right, cool. So, um, what else do you do? You want to talk about? Uh, no, we're gonna wrap it up. A quick questions um, before we end. So, basically, are you a beach guy or a mountain guy? I already know the answer to this, but I'm beach guy. Yeah, beach, beach guy, guy but. I love the mountain. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a common theme. Everyone loves the beach, but they love the mountains, too. You know? But, but if, if I had to choose, beach. If my wife if my my wife had to choose, mountain. My my wife hates the sand, hates the yeah. beach. And then That's now... I don't understand people like that. She's ingrained that into, like, now my daughter hates sand <sighs> and hates beach. Wow. Yeah, no, it's not... I mean, look, know, sand is not, like, the most pleasant thing, but, like, it, it's a pretty fixable fixable situation yeah, just, just jump in the water just get in the water yeah right. but they don't like salt water oh okay no, you know what then yeah, they're definitely not beach people then it, it, yeah it's you know it's 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 becoming a problem yeah that i'm that i'm gonna have to address yeah i agree at, at some point so um, you know, I, you know Eli, if you're if you're if you're listening you're this is gonna be get your crap together so. <laughs> um okay uh favorite movie i have a few favorite movies all right, so I'm gonna give you those now. Um, um, Groundhog Day for sure. Okay, that's up there. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Have you seen Shawshank? Yeah, that's a, that's that's a fucking amazing awesome movie. movie. I actually right. watched it the other day. Um, man, what else? Well, what what are your favorite uh, favorite movies? We're the Millers, obviously. <laughs> Love that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, he hasn't seen Where the Millers, Star Wars. What else haven't you seen? I haven't seen Star Wars, um, and I don't intend on watching it either. <sighs> it's disappointing. Um, well, and and you. I don't know what seen, my favorite movies are. And you haven't seen The Big Lebowski. I have not. Have you guys seen The Big Lebowski over there, camera guys? Jesus no. Christ! What the hell's going on? Here now? <laughs> I see. Uh, I would say Dumb and Dumber's up there. Oh, d- d- yes, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber's up there. Um, I would say Waterboy. Yep, big Adam Sandler guy. I like uh, Talladega Nights. Big Will Ferrell guy as well. Um, s- movies that are basically require zero brain cells to watch. Right, are, are, are right. usually the ones. Right, and then <laughs> um, I, I'm, I do really like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, um, that's that's up there. Uh, I mean, like Leonardo. Di- I mean Leonardo DiCaprio. What's the one that he does? Um, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Right, that's Leo. Leo. Leo DiCaprio? No, I have, I have no idea. Never seen Shutter Island? Are, are you are you making up movies? Now? No, no, no. That, Shutter Island's that, a movie, that, right? That don't really yeah. exist. No, no. Shutter Island, dude. Okay. It's it's very similar to that concept of like mind bending kind of movie. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. That's okay. a really good movie. Uh, so that, um, 
And that's yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Fool's right. Gold is a good movie. I have I have not seen it. Oh, that's another good seen movie. It. Um, all right. Hey, what else? Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for you today. Yeah, no, no TV programs. Do 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 you want to get into like some risque subjects? Like like what like what like remember how we were ranking countries? Uh, no, 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 no. You don't want to talk <laughs> yeah, about that? No, no, no. no Why? I'm not done for that. Okay. You sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. 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 Ne- next one, like, like, can you have Yeah, maybe, maybe we, maybe no, that, that needs a segment in itself. I would right. go on so, like, for 20 minutes on that. So, just so they know, but what can the I tell them what, what the, the top, context is? Yeah, go, the, go. So, we were, so, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rank them, but, but we were talking about beautiful women and the countries by rank that we would rank, like our, our, our top five countries with the most beautiful women. So, we were talking about that um, and, and, just to not get con- you know controversial, we're not going to talk about it. But maybe that's for like the next one where, where we that's can fair. compile. We can do. We can do. This is how we'll position it. So it's an all inclusive. Yeah, right, that's situation. In in twenty twenty two, that's a yeah. dangerous subject. Yeah. I, I get it. It, it. We could do one where it's like top ten countries for for men, and we have females rank, and we have and we have one where the the males rank the countries for, for for females. Do top five. Yeah, top yeah. five. Top ten. That's excessive. I don't yeah. even know if I can name ten countries. <laughs> no, no, no. It has to be top <laughs> top uh, top five. Um, um, no, no, agreed. agreed. Okay. I think we could do that. I think good. All right, good. Cool. So, so we'll so we'll, so we'll put that on the uh, slate on yeah. the docket for, I like it. for the next conversation. Yeah, I'm down for that. Um, and then uh, obviously, if you want to find Renee on uh, social media, do you want to share your social media? Sure. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, at at Renbada Instagram. You're you're not gonna get much. It, I suck at. at Posting things. Yes, like you're, I, not, yeah, I, you're not gonna get much. His content's pretty weak. My 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 content's weak. Um, but you can follow, you can follow us. Hyperfocus. Hyperfocus. You can follow us. Hyperfocus. Good content there. LinkedIn, Instagram. We also post some of our uh, practical jokes yes. on there. Yes. Um. So uh, you get some dog content on there too. We have some, some dog puppies. content. So yeah, Chloe, our our hyperfocus in-house dog. Yeah. Uh, official dog. So yeah, hyperfocus ROI Facebook, Instagram, um, and uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Solid. All and right. uh, for any new listeners, you can find us at Stay Tranquilo, at staytranquilo.com, and uh, Johnny Cuba at johnnycuba.us. Um, you can find the beer again at Sedanos Presidente and soon to be Win Dixie. And uh, Tonino Tuna. Like, like, like. Tonino, yeah, I mean, we can go on. If you want Tonino Tuna, great tuna product. Gourmet Tuna. Uh, Me Too Shop. If you want to shop some cool Latin inspired uh, kind of like products, mugs, and if you want to get your hats. your uh, hair did, uh, Stylecraft and Gamma. Stylecraft, good razors, Manscaped. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to deal with them. You want to go with Gamma. They got a good one. You know, yeah. stay yeah. clean, All stay right. fresh. All um, right. Any other shameless uh, plugs I'm, out there? I'm 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 pretty good now. Oh, pure formulas. Pure formulas. If you want to stay healthy, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to stay healthy. Pureformulas.com. Stay healthy. Get your vitamins. Get and your minerals, vitamins on. Pure formulas. Get your vitamins on. Trust me, guys. Um, yeah. All right. All pretty right. much it. Awesome. So we have content for the next uh, podcast. Yeah. I right. like it. All, All right. right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thank you for having me, dude. Yeah, no problem. <laughs>